day, people of the internet who listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or every other stream platform, including Stitcher, YouTube. Welcome to our little bits and pieces called Ramble Shrapnel that falls from our main podcast or main episodes of Ramble Shrapnel. Yes, guys, this is the little bits and pieces after one of our main episodes, which I really encourage you to listen to because we won't really go into depth in this little episode, but you're joined by the fabulous Mackie and the fabulous and spectacular Jotun. Hello. Yes. I like that. I got a bit of an extra spectacular over there. Oh, you know you're special to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, in this little ramble, uh, rab- ramble shrapnel episodes, we take little bits and pieces of the episode and we want you guys to give your input. And from the inputs that have been given, we found one that stuck out more to both myself and Jotun, and that's from Armed and Banana. He's a good friend of ours, and from his recommendation or point out was simple yet very like profitable tools in technologies. And I might have to give more detail on these different type of tools because I've always like noted them down because as an engineer, we have to know that not not the best technologies are the most the biggest or really change the world as we see around us, but they're there to influence us. And without them, we would actually be missing quite a bit of things that would really just make our lives easier in the strangest and simplest of ways. I think, I think you mean that they actually do almost have world wide reaching effects, but um, we just don't know that they do because they've yeah. been so incorporated into our lives that we just can't notice it anymore. Just imagine <laughs> imagine the world before the toothbrush, you know? Like Oof, crazy, crazy stuff. <laughs> Simple but yet effective. So I think in this episode, it'll be slightly different to our different format because we didn't get a specific technology and I don't blame the audience or listeners to this because technology is such a broad topic that I think we'll do one each. Um, you mentioned toothbrush, but maybe there's something else. Maybe you want to mention the toothbrush. I'll go first. So... There's one tool, thanks to Phineas the Ferb, that I'll never ever forget the name is Aglet. A-G-L-E-T. And Phineas the Ferb have a song that is very catchy and it's stuck in my brain. The Aglet. Uh, Jotun, do you know what the Aglet is? I have no idea. I, I, <laughs> I didn't watch that episode of Phineas and Ferb, clearly. Oh, you must watch it. You just Google a Phineas and Ferb Aglet song. And trust me, the song will be stuck in your head. But it's such a fun, joyful song. And basically the Aglet, you know that little hard bit at the end of your shoelace? Yeah. That's the Aglet. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> it's such... It's got one purpose and one purpose only. To help you fit your shoelace through the tiny little holes of your shoe. And... Have you? I don't know, uh, Jotun. Have you ever tried to fit fit a thread through a needle eye? Yeah, I'm actually pretty good at doing that. Well, I'm very impressed by you, but not everyone like myself who shake as I get closer <laughs> to that, and I go, "Ugh, missed, uh, uh, missed again." And that's de- basically what the purpose of the aglet is. is it basically, makes it gives you a little hard bit that you can press against the hole, and it won't flimsily move away. It just makes your life. Just that a little bit easier to kind of fit through the hole, fit through the hole, fit through the hole. You know, you know how you how you get it right with a needle and thread. You basically just have to lick the tip a little bit. 
Exactly. So, but that, that basically <laughs> makes an aglet, if you think about it, because all the fiber, fibers then stick together. Yep, and exactly like that. And that, that's why I think I'm not sh- – look, I won't go into the history of the aglet, but since the evolution or since the introduction of the aglet, it's just made tying shoelaces very easy. And I think people nowadays, like you as one of them, do you even know what the name was for that little heart piece at the end? And I don't think you actually believe there was a name. Did you? No. Did you ever think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I, that's such a crazy thing to actually think about. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's names for all sorts of weird things inside the design world. But but does that? I'm actually surprised that that counts as a technology because when when people think about technology, we tend to think of the big ideas. Like um, you had electricity inside the main episode. Um, mm. but, um, in a way, I'm actually also not that surprised because in archaeology, we talk about even blades and the way blades look and are shaped as different technologies as well. So there's, there's a fine line between what is seen as a technology and what's simply a design or like a prototype, like, like something that you can patent, you know? Um, pretty sure they pat- they patented the aglets in some way or weird way back in the past, but I, I agree with you. Look, um, the technology's terms are so broad, and like I mentioned in the episode, uh, in the main episode, is that nowadays people most associate technology to robotics or computers and that stuff. But technology is basically just making your life a bit easier in a from where it was point A to point B. So in my understanding of it is that they, people made the shoe and they said, okay, I need to, the shoes are slipping off my foot too easily. Okay. I've got string. That's pretty much easy enough. Then they try to put string through these holes and they were having such a glimmer annoyance of how much time they're wasting trying to stick the shoe lace through this hole because obviously this is industrialized. So they need to sell shoes at a much fast rate so they can meet the supply. And they said, hey, this is taking us way too long. What's the problem? And as an engineer, you, you look at this. You try to optimize things. So you look at it and you say, okay, the problem is that the shoelace is too flimsy. The guys can't put the hole fast enough or can't put the lace, the string or lace through the hole fast enough to meet the supply. So they said, okay, what if we make it sturdier? What, what if we use sturdy string? And they probably said, Hey, that's where, then what's the point of the string? Because now you're making it so hard for them to tie it. It will break and be too, too brittle. So they said, okay, what if we just put something at the end of it, like a plastic ring? And then that's probably where that's how they came across it and said, Eureka, we'll put a plastic thing at the end of the shoelace that will make it slightly yeah. sturdier and just stuff it through the hole. And that's probably how the design of the aglet came to be. <laughs> Simple, but it's there. Okay, I think I think the way that it came to be was that in a similar well, when you're taking something like a piece of cord or a string and you need to move it through a fine space, like a needle and thread then oftentimes if you loop the little bit of thread so that it's um, there isn't like the frayed little bit of string or thread at the end, then even making a loop basically makes it a double thick thing. So then I think that that's how it came about because then people just, Mm. uh, 
yeah, decided to make it thicker. <laughs> um, did, the, did, the, did the aglets only come about once plastic was made, do you think? Or do you think they would have, like, used resin or something to make the fibers congeal and stick together in the beginning? It most likely was like that um, because I think what the people in the past used to do was to tie knots at the end. You probably would be able to correct me or not, but like um, you saw in the movies that I've seen of people wearing those like gladiator shoes and that kind of thing, they generally keep it quite a, th- a bit of a larger hole. So I think there was a bit more slack, if you would, uh, if that's the right word, that would have with the shoe and the foot. So the, the shoe would slip off the foot more regularly. So it would cause more chafing in my mind. And they, because they would normally have a little more bigger holes and their ropes would be slightly like more thick ribbons or thick ropes. And they would tie a knot at the end to keep the knot from, to keep the hole, uh, the rope going back through the hole. But I don't think that was quite as effective as the shoelace and the shoe where now my shoe that I'm currently wearing doesn't slip on my foot nearly as well as much as if it was without the shoelace. Yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how it would have worked, but I, I can I can only think that the reason why um, the straps of a sandal or something would be a bit looser would be for the whole comfort factor um, because they didn't have all these springy kind of sneakers and stuff that we had nowadays, but they would want to have a bit of give inside of their shoes. Because especially if you're doing something super active, like being a gladiator or uh, let's say you're a traveling merchant and you're walking all the time, then you you don't want stiff uh, footwear or anything like that. Yeah. But I, I can definitely see why the, the aglets would help. And it probably also came about from like the French Renaissance or something, you know, in those, <laughs> yeah, those most days. Likely. Because um, that was the, the the time when there was the height of fashion and people were wearing all these yeah. pretty laced clothing. So actually, I think that the ugly came about when people started wearing trousers in the, like the Middle Ages. Be- yeah, probably. Because before that, everybody was wearing like kilt-like looking things, even the Romans. And they, when they weren't wearing long flowing robes, <laughs> they would probably be, be wearing those like skirt kind of affairs and, mm-hmm. and sandals. But then as soon as yeah, pants sure. came about, people had to find a way because pants are very tight. So they would have to be the open mm. flap at the top so that they could at least get in the damn things. And then that's <laughs> where like lace technologies might have come about. But geez, the aglet, I would never have thought. When do you think the toothbrush came about? Oof. Um, I think... Because mm, okay, I, so- I, do, I do know that it's earlier than we thought. I can say that much, but I don't know exactly when. Yeah, it's something that our listeners might be able to tell us in our Discord channel. But I, I would definitely think it's a lot early, a lot later. So because I'm thinking post American Revolution. Reason why is that obviously the dental care was something there, but it wasn't necessarily as noted as in today's society. And to say that it was pre that, I think 
the only people who were, who were concerned about brushing or using actual toothbrush would be the higher class, the higher royals. And I, I actually am curious to know what they used to do to keep their teeth clean, because I think they would have quite yellow teeth besides like rinsing their mouth with water oh. and then immediately going to the red wine and the beer that they used to drink in crap loads of fashion. But I would definitely say post there. Yeah, I'm going to have to really downplay you over there. Because it seems like the toothbrush was actually invented in 3000 BC. Serious? It was, yeah. If you Google it quickly, you'll see it says, ancient civilizations used a chew stick, which was a thin twig with a frayed end. These tooth sticks were rubbed against the teeth. So they definitely didn't have toothpaste. But it seems people have been brushing spiky things against their teeth for a really long time. Wow. The more you know, eh? Jeez. And which society did that? Like, I don't think all society, all, like all parts of the world immediately said, hey, this is the this is the stuff. I don't think they would all have access to it. So is this like Egyptian or? So there were boar bristles that were used until like the 1930s. Um, there used to be such a thing as glycerin toothpaste. I don't know if that's very healthy. <laughs> so my understanding of that is like certain cultures, like I can see the royals of the Egyptians. It's probably the Egyptians, like 3000 BC the Greeks. is long ago. I don't think we All can the say. Um, so technically speaking, the Mycenaean Greeks were, those are like the people that are inside the Iliad and the Odyssey. They were uh, knocking about at about, geez, 1,200 BC. And then after that... The Romans. Yeah. And then after that, we can say modern Greece or ancient Greece probably started around 700 BC. So even before the Mycenaeans, it was the Minoans who were probably, let's say, uh, 2,000 BC. And then before that, we don't even know what was going on over there in the Greek area. It was probably <laughs> it was probably smaller than actual kingdoms, but uh, smaller tribal settlements. But three thousand BC is definitely the ballpark of ancient Greece and Sumeria. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think like before the because I think what most people did back then would would necessarily do what. Uh, the very busy and people do with their fingers what they generally put toothpaste on their finger is they dip their finger in some water and then rub their teeth and then put it put it back in the water and rub their teeth again with their finger. That's what I think they, the majority did in the higher class when they got something more product uh, more effective they would get use that so like twigs or trees like you pointed out there. So very interesting. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I actually think that they would have just used types of wood and materials that already have a herbal kind of flavor. Or True. Like, you, you know what we think of minty fresh and freshness? I think it would be something like that, you know? <laughs> no, I don't I don't think the people already cared what, what flavors they got in their mouth as long as they got that gunk off their teeth. Oh, yeah, that's um, also definitely a thing. Because I think like the, the mint thing came on a bit later because mint is such a weird concept that people it's it's like such a like I don't get you I don't downplay you at all. I think the mintiness of everything's so tasty and everything. But like the history of Listerine, uh the mouthwash 
is such a, a, a hor- like a, such a corporate play on getting people to buy Listerine. And I won't go into detail here, but I think that's what happened with Mint is that people now associate Mint as an aftertaste or a, a flavor to be tasted when your mouth is clean. And it's just such a, because it's such a strong flavor that I think in the past you could have replaced that with say lavender or in some cases rosemary. And if we just put like rosemary toothpaste, but we did that at a much younger age, then rosemary would not be paired up with lamb. Although like I still use mint <laughs> in some of my recipes like tzatziki and that stuff, but you, you taste mint and your mind immediately thinks, hmm, this is the fresh smell or taste I should associate with brushing my teeth. Yeah. And. I just think like if they just didn't pick mint, they tr- they picked lavender or rosemary, or they say rosemary, then we'll say then we taste lav- ro- uh, rosemary and say, hmm, this is the flavor I, ta- I I should taste when I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must say it is a bit weird when I have a lamb something and then there's a big smack of mint that comes with it. Oh, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Well. I think that's that covers the this episode's topics of simple yet effective technologies, the toothbrush and the aglet. Guys, again, if you want to chat to us, we have our social medias, which I will mention is YouTube, which can be considered a social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we post on pretty much every platform possible, Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, which you probably listen to, and YouTube, which we want you guys to comment and subscribe to. And for all those different channels, we would really appreciate a like, subscribe, five-star rating, or if there's any kind of rating, giving us the highest there because we really want to reach out to you guys. And the best way for you guys to reach back to us is through our Discord channel, which is which you can find on Ramble Shamble or Discord, and basically join us and mention some of your simple yet amazing technologies. Like one that I'll throw to you guys is that you probably wouldn't reconsider is the bread clip. <laughs> Check that out. I did some research when I was back at Varsity studying my engineering degree. Very amazing technology, yet very simple. But you guys look that up. But that is the best way to reach out to us. We can chat. We can play some games. We can possibly make a future episode with you, which or you can bring top topics to us, and we'll talk about them if they interest us. And one last thing before I go is that you should probably watch the main episode if this caught your attention because this is a much smaller nitpick or piece of the main episode that's why it's called ramble shrapnel our main episodes are ramble shamble and if you want to see other episodes i strongly encourage you we have a few episodes out there and they probably will interest you but that's enough for me talking and this has been mackie hosting the ramble shrapnel episode and bye from me 